Round one, fight. Heroes never die. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite store on the Citadel. <laughs> I used to be an adventurer like you. Then I took an arrow in the knee. Power, sex, sex, power. They both come down to one thing. Hungry Gamers. Hello, 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 and welcome, boys and girls, to the 135th episode of the Hungry Gamers Podcast. We are powered by Bit.net and Audio Technica. I am your extremely humble host, Brendan White. Find me everywhere at Brendan8Bit. And joining me today, the other two tips of the spear. Miss Ali Hard can be found at Miss Ali Hart, and Salim Abraham, who can be found at Salim TD. What is going on? You pair of bloody legends. What's happening? It's a, we. How do you come up with the the t- my two something counterparts? Is it just like spontaneous, like off the cuff, or if you can probably tell by how how poorly they're thought out sometimes that it is very much off the cuff. <laughs> um, like I, I come into these episodes every week with the best intentions to think. Okay, maybe I should start writing these down so I can just have like a book of them ready to go, and I can just flick to a page and go whack. But no. Nah, off the cuff, and most of the time, I do not stick the landing. So, uh, thanks for highlighting that. Appreciate it. Oh, <laughs> glad, glad. Um, maybe you can get the audience to help you out with some uh, variations on three. Um, was it breast and thigh is still my favorite though? Yeah, yeah. That that was when I sort of had one of those out of body experiences when I just knew that I was, you know, landing gold and making magic right there. But you know, <laughs> today was not one of those days. <laughs> So how are we? Good for a Sunday. Good. Yeah, it's not as sweaty today, which is nice. It's a bit cooler in Sydney mm. today. Oh yeah. It's not starting that. to it's starting to become the weekly sweat fest every time we record these because I have you have to do them with like the windows shut so the noise doesn't come in, mm-hmm. and you can't have the fan or the air conditioner on because it just makes too much noise. Um, well, some of us can't. Some of us can't. Yeah, yeah Brendan. Somehow you got it working, but. Um, yeah, it's it's good. It's bearable today. Tolerable. <laughs> and also, I find your company today also equally tolerable. Oh, oh, <laughs> we'll, we'll take that. And, um, you know, we'll leave the backhanded compliment on the sidelines, but I uh, appreciate the honesty there. So, uh, love you. <laughs> yeah, episode 135. We are back in the swing of things. 2019. Um, this year is already rocking and rolling. Like, it's the 20th of January already. Like, what in God's name is going on? What happened? Mm. <laughs> Blink of an eye. We'll be in the middle of the year. That's it. That's it. It is It is scary, but um, it's also exciting at the same time. People are already talking about a PAX. Which one's coming up? PAX Whoa. South? Um, was it PAX? PAX East. PAX South. No, South. Isn't it, I'm like, isn't it Boston? PAX East? Isn't that first one off the ranks? Uh, I feel like I was seeing something for PAX South. I don't know. I thought I did too. Something. But... I'm probably wrong. I'll 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 say I'm wrong, even if I'm right right now. I'll take it. I'll take it. Humility is key, you know. How noble of you. Mm-hmm. I'm falling on this uh, pack sword. But anyway, I wanted to say or ask or lead off first with something um, that last week only Miss Hart had seen and Dream made the proclamation that uh, him and I were both going to see it this week and we both have. Um, yep. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Oh my God. It is. It is a great film. Um, would uh, I was blown away by it. I was genuinely blown away by it. Mm. 
Um, yeah, how cool is it? Like, obviously, I think we probably both went in thinking it would it would be amazing because it had just won the Golden Globe mm. um, for best animated pick, but it's just such a like relentlessly positive film. It's pretty special. Like, in all honesty, yeah. it is pretty special. It's it's right up there now as one of the best Marvel-based films of all time, the way it's... Just, oh, yeah. just from my early gut check, um, I was smiling ear to ear from, from the outset. The, the animation style is some of the best I've seen in cinema. Like, um, and the art and the soundtrack and just the way it's all meshed together just worked so seamlessly. My God, it was a good watch. I've got to be honest, the art style right at the start was really throwing me off. Like, it took me a while to kind of, like, adapt. <laughs> like, a part of me was like, was this meant to be 3D? And I forgot my glasses. Like, <laughs> And so it kind of took me off just yeah. a little bit. But then I got used to it and then I loved it. So I I also had the same thought. I was I did, like, a quick um, quick check to see if anyone else in the cinema had, eye, like, those 3D glasses mm. on and if I'd missed out. Um, but... I, I think the two things I take away from it, like one, it was actually really cool. I'm not a comic book guy, but it was really cool to see the Peter Parker story flipped on its head and also see like five variations of it. Mm. Um, yeah, like all that. kind of how it all kind of exists in a bubble together. Um, I thought that was really well done. And mm. then also having Miles's Spider-Man story play out as that's happening. I thought that was so clever. And then the other thing I'll take away, I won't, um, no spoilers, but... Um, the final action scene, I was like literally just pushed back by all the colors. Yeah. So much color everywhere, color everywhere. And it was it just it was actually like intense to take in. It says at the start of the film that if you suffer from epilepsy, this isn't a good idea. Yeah, no, nah, it was it's like it was an acid trip. Like um yeah. it was wild. It was so so good in all in all facets. And it really is a, a feast for the eyes, isn't it? Like the, mm. I'll, I'll agree with you both like that opening sort of five minutes it felt like it was running like maybe you know 20 frames a second or something like that like there was this slight judder here and there that sort of one of the, the opening um opening scenes but then you you strapped in and settled in and it just hit and it didn't let up i like that it was a longer run time too like i liked that it was about that two minutes mm. i mean two hours sorry <laughs> um not two minutes um <laughs> it felt like two minutes because time just flew by because uh, it was a great ride but yeah, yeah two hours it allowed them to play out those those story arcs that you sort of roughly touched on their dream and and it it really really executed what i think they intended to do as far as creating these stories and, and telling a good tale yeah yeah I, I think it was brilliant i think it was um 80 million to make let me fact check that number again but i think i read that it was 80 million dollars really to put in, that together and it yeah, and it had grossed two hundred and forty when I was looking at it last week. But eighty, yeah, it's you know, it's not not small by any means. Um, oh, I had another point. I had another point. I had another point. I got one. I don't know. It's yeah. They're go. they're already talking about doing a Spider Gwen, and I can't remember if it was Noir Spider Man or one of the other ancillary With Spider Nicolas people. Cage. God, I yeah. hope so. But they were talking about doing not not another film, but a TV series, like maybe chuck it on their streaming service or something. So. Hmm. yeah but yeah nicholas cage as as noir spider-man was was pretty fantastic that's pretty so funny adorable yeah. with his like fascination with the rubik's cube mm-hmm. so sweet yeah. <laughs> um 90 million 90 million was the budget mm. oh wow yeah and it's just over 300 already 
Yeah, it's so God. good. But it that was it was so, so well done. I, I love the story. Mm. I like it, it sunk its emotional hooks in you too. Um, oh, yeah. it just because yeah, again, like it's so, but it's so positive the whole way through. Like, um, aside from the bad guys, no one's actively trying to see Miles fail. Um, everyone's trying to prop him up, but he's also got got the challenge of figuring it out for himself. Mm-hmm. And ah. Uh, I'm going to watch it again. <laughs> I, I, it. I would love to. And in the cinema, it was an experience. Yeah. That's that's the thing I forgot to say that I it's just come back to me. You need to see this in the cinema. I'm glad I did because I don't think it's going to be quite the same once it comes to the home home box office, the home then, uh, entertainment center. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But also... I my my favorite character by far though was old uh you know Peter B Parker, Jake Johnson from our new girl voice in him the sort of disheveled slightly out of shape Spider Man he he was very much my spirit animal it felt like watching watching this movie, um, I I was in stitches just about every time he was on scene I'm like you know I can relate to you more than I probably care to imagine right now um and admit yeah but uh yeah he was he was great I loved him loved him kind of yeah. cool that they had two voices, mm. um. Uh, obviously, is it? Oh, what's his name? Who was the first one? Who voiced Who voiced the good Peter Parker? That, that yeah, yeah, the opening Peter Parker. The opening Peter Parker. Yeah, let's not talk about it too much more because yeah. I feel like we'll land in spoiler territory. Yeah, um, soundtrack is also stellar. I recommend people to give that a look as well. It's a really good soundtrack. Yeah, blasted it after seeing it at the cinema. So yeah, it's just I can't fault the movie in in any way. Like. The soundtrack was great. The art direction was great. The voice acting was great. The action, the story. It's it's just a complete meal. You walk out of that thing smiling with a full belly of love. I, look, I've got to be honest. I was hesitant. I'm like, how can an animated film be this well-loved and received? Um, to be honest, like when it comes to animated movies nowadays, I'm not really that keen on it anymore. I don't really have time for it. Um, so, but the fact that this one was getting riled up so much, I actually decided, and also cause the style, I saw this art style and I'm like, okay, it's got that kind of, mm. you know, neon lighting kind of retro, um, synth wave look that's very popular at the stage. So I'm like, I'll have a look, I'll, you know, look into it and was not disappointed. I could see exactly why this is on such a high pillar that it is. Mm. Mm. So yeah, no, it was so well done. So well done. But, um, let, let's keep the, keep this moving. Tell me, Miss Hart, what have you in plan this week uh, so i actually picked up this very random game um which you were familiar with i had never heard of it before so um it's called shadow warrior 2 on pc now the reason why i picked up this game was um a few weeks back uh, a tweet went was um retweeted and came up on my feed from devolver digital where a person wrote them an email saying hey can you put shadow warrior 2 on sale please i i want to become a badass at it i really appreciate it so Devolver Digital went, all right, done. Like, I think it was like 70% off mm. and they go for one hour only. And I looked at the time, I had like 10 minutes left and I'm like, all right, first of all, like, I'll see what this game is, see if anyone likes it, see what it's rated, saw it. So I bought it, um, played it yesterday. Holy crap. This game is hilarious and so much fun. It's so bonkers, isn't it? It is absolutely bonkers. Um, it's a first-person shooter set in this kind of, like, world where um, there's, like, demons around and, you know, your particular warriors that go out and protect and, you know, serve. Although you kind of, you more you more feel like a criminal, like a like a crook in some ways. Yeah. But you, your main character, um, what's his name? Something Wang. It's Lo, Lo, Lo Wang. 
low wang. So there's so many puns on, you know, wang. Like I think your um your sword's called long wang or little wang or something like that. And yeah. <laughs> and like the the game actually starts with an epic eighties tune blasting out of a car and I like I was already hooked. And um super violent, um bonkers gameplay, weird characters, lots of blood, lots of mm. gore, just fantastic one liners and sarcasm and I, like I said, I don't understand why this game existed for as long as it did. It's, I think it came out in 2016. Yeah. And I never heard of it. Um, so, yeah, absolutely loving it right now. So I'm going to keep playing that one. It's, so that was just a lucky find. It's one of the prettiest games that Devolver have published as well. Um, the gr- yeah, the graphics are pretty impressive. Uh, like there's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of sort of textures and a, a high level of detail and quality, I think. Um, but I like it because it's pretty much like guns and knives and magic and demons and samurais and robots and profanity all the cool stuff from like that 80s 90s action cheese era just chucked into a blender and turned into this game with some dick jokes in there exactly right it's exactly right it's well worth a watch and and i saw that tweet actually um and and devolver definitely gets some some good bloke points for that where well you know what yeah for an hour we're going to drop the price right down people jump on it um I've, i've got them both from i think a humble bundle way back when but yeah it's it's something that i've been aware of but just haven't really sunk my teeth into so i i need to um especially now getting some some heart feedback here which is positive just like everything else that's pretty universal on this game but it looks so good i could let you know now it's online co-op so oh, oh. if you're down Ooh. let you oh, know i'm down let's just stop um, the pod right now and we'll yep. um, go shadow warrior our asses off sounds good to me um so i recommend it if anyone wants a stupid just a stupid high action you know first person shooter that you just want to just cause chaos with play it Mm. um it's got a even got like weapon upgrades skill upgrades and it's very extensive so um i look forward to just delving into that a bit more but um yeah shadow warrior 2 get on it mm. um the other thing that i played was grimpen dango again for probably the fourth or 15th or you know 100th millionth time in my life um i saw that they ported this to the switch so as i do with all my favorite games in life i bought another copy on my switch what are they charging for a copy on the switch uh, i think it was on sale knowing me um so i think i only <laughs> paid like 12 bucks for it thrifty heart 12 bucks uh, tight ass heart um <laughs> That didn't sound right. Uh, <laughs> I, just, I just had it like in an image of like a cute little love heart with like a little a-hole. Actually, yeah, like the little heart, like just up the top. That could be like yeah. little tight butt cheeks. Anyway. <laughs> That's even better. Yeah, graphics team, get on that. Um, so Grim Fandango, which is a point and click adventure game originally, ported to the Switch, um, surprisingly handles well. Um, I always thought that point and click adventures would be difficult to, you know, move over onto like, I guess a console environment, Mm. like handheld console, um, environment, but it works well. It's actually really smooth, very clean. Um, and yeah, just as enjoyable the 20 million other times that I played it. Can I, can I ask with the switch port, is it using the touchscreen functionality on the screen to do it? So, yeah. So you can use, um, you know, the joysticks to walk around and then, you know, the a b um buttons to select if you want to but then you can also touch the screen and just go oh i want to go here or you can click on a character and if you want to talk investigate or anything like that so it gives you the two options 
Nice. Mm. So, which is actually quite handy. Nice. Yeah. Especially when you have to do the the typical thing in point and click adventures where you have to walk from one side of a room to another and for, you can't speed it up. You just got to watch your character just slowly walk across your screen. <laughs> so you just like you press on the screen, you go walk over here and then you can go grab a drink and wait for it to happen. So, mm. uh, but you know, that one's always a classic. I don't know. Like, a good majority of people are going to know Grim Fandango and oh, probably yeah. have fond memories of it. Um, anyone else that hasn't, um, if you ever see it on sale, just give it a go. Um, the style is fantastic and, um, you know, it's kind of a nod to like Day of the Dead, that kind of culture. So, yeah, give it a look anyway. It's, it's probably Tim Schafer's masterpiece almost. Like the Monkey Island stuff was, was pretty well loved and things like that. But I think Grim Fandango has gotten him the most universal praise out of out of all these, all these games in his back catalogue, I'd, I'd imagine. Yeah, I think that one was just purely based on the style. It was fantastically styled mm. and just, you know. Cra- crazy so nice too game. that uh, LucasArts was the, the dev in the pub on that one. Mm. No, like the LucasArts had that for a while. Mm. They, were, they were known for those great adventure point and clicks. Yeah, so. and Star Wars games, but we'll Stick talk about that it, later. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. Uh, but that's all I hit um, for this week, as avoiding the heat. Dream? Thank you, Switch. What about you? What have you been playing? <clears throat> Well, Brendan, um, that, that sounded so involved, man. So now I'm going to, uh, I guess, change my inflection. Um, I, I've had a pretty slow week. I haven't played a lot because, um, I, for one, I've had internet prob- problems uh, this week, which sucked. Um, but also, I hadn't had a lot of time to play um, anything, uh, anything significant. I did... Uh, jump in and play a couple of games of Magic um, through MTG Arena. There's the new expansion coming out on the 25th of January. It's called uh, Ravnica Allegiance, which are two words that don't mean anything to you unless you play Magic. And even then, probably not too significant. (laughs) Um, The main thing you need to know is that there's 259 new cards getting released. Um, They're already available to purchase and to play with online. Um, the official release date of the expansion is January 25. And yeah, um, it's cool. Just again, had a few games. Um, anytime it's you know similar to, I guess, the times you hear me talk about Hearthstone expansions. Um, whenever new cards drop, it's an interesting time because the meta changes, you start to see new decks and new new win conditions come in. So um, yeah, just, just a lot of fun. But outside of that, not a lot. The one thing I did want to fucking play this week that, that I couldn't was Hyper Jam yeah so, yeah yeah we we two years ago at pax had the absolute pleasure of playing a game called hyper jam which i don't do you know the dev's name yeah bit dragon bit dragon yeah so we got to play this at the indie showcase at pax in 2017 and it is so much fun it is so much fun it's just like a four player free-for-all brawler sort of like an isometric view as well, but Mm -hmm. you're just basically killing the shit out of each other using like power-ups and stuff. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I can't wait to play that again. That was so much fun. Yeah, and the the cool thing is uh, we'll all have some content that's going to drop once the embargo lifts. Uh, I think it's the start of the second week of Feb, the embargo lifts, but the game actually uh, is released in full on the 12th of Feb, and that's on Xbox One, Steam, and PlayStation 4. Uh, they haven't confirmed if there is cross-platform capabilities there, but you can play four-player online, which we'll be doing on the Steam. And uh, hopefully I'll be poning these other three scumbags into oblivion like I did at PAX uh, in 2017. You and I have very different 
uh, memories of, of what occurred at PAX. But um, anyway, look, that that's really been it for me. But hey, Brendan, what have you been playing this week? Oh, man, I have been playing the the apple <laughs> of my eye. It's, it's hard because I can't say too much about it because I'm still under embargo. But I have just about finished. Um, it's Sunday morning. I'll, I'll have it finished probably by about lunchtime today, hopefully. Uh, Resident Evil 2 Remake. I have uh, got my hands on a, on a copy courtesy of the lovely pr team here in australia and i have been playing the bejesus out of this game um i'm I'm trying to tiptoe around things to avoid any any potential issues because embargo drops on wednesday and this episode comes out two days prior but uh in short it is everything that i could have hoped for with this game Uh, you know i've been beating beating my chest and um you know beating the drum for this game since it was announced uh, nothing else and yeah beat, beat him many things many things especially sam at hyper jam but uh that's a story for another day uh, but uh yeah it is it is magical y- using that re engine which they debuted in resident evil 7 um, it looks so good uh the the graphics alone uh are just a, a, a sight to behold the the, ap- the atmosphere is still there it is tense. Um, I have audibly shrieked many times playing this game, um, scaring myself and the dogs if they're around. Yeah, it, it is something special. I, I cannot wait to talk about this in more detail. We'll have a full video review up this Wednesday uh, when the embargo does drop, but it is everything I could have hoped for. I want to retract a statement from a while ago when we first saw the trailer for Resident Evil 2 Remake. Um, was it E3? Was that the first time we saw mm-hmm. it or was it before then? Yeah, E3. Um, I did remember saying, probably on the podcast, that graphically I thought it looked quite shit based on the trailer, which obviously wow. everything, you know, gets better. Hot takes. Um, but um, I think I was more shocked than anything. I'm like, this doesn't look that impressive. Uh, anyway, so... I've watched gameplay, I've seen the graphics, and it just looks great. It looks absolutely phenomenal. 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 Anyway, um, yeah, I take my statement back. The graphics looks great. It's really smooth. Um, just the title screen uh, with the rain mm. in the backdrop. Um, yeah, very. the ambience is quite eerie, so um, I give it points. I still have had not the nerve to actually play the demo, so yeah. Um, if it makes you shriek too, Brendan, I have no chance. Yeah, it's just, it's that throwback to traditional survival horror games, like from the OG Resident Evil days and the Silent Hill days and things like that, where it is any anything, like anything could come at any time around a corner or out a window and you hear creaks in the floor and you know, little rattles on the windows and on the doors. Like I was constantly on edge playing this game. Um, I I have to ask, because you've obviously played the original, did it stick straight, like, word for word, movement for movement? Not, not, like, I'd say it's about 95%. They've, they've changed, okay. they've changed some of the puzzles for the better and they've, they've changed the tank controls to the controls that you're familiar with from Resident Evil 4 onwards. So it's a bit more fluent with your movement and your, and your targeting and things like that. But as far as, um, the, 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 the main story goes it sticks to the main story but it changes some of the puzzles and some of the interactions with characters and things slightly but the rest okay. the rest of it for anyone that knows resident evil 2 or, or played resident evil 2 it'll feel like home for them with some nice changes for the better but also if anyone hasn't played it they'll be able to jump into this game and get an understanding of what happened with the, the way the backstory is um 
unfolded through the through the hours of gameplay it's it's so good it is so good um i i cannot wait to uh yeah play this some more and finish it and probably play through again cool what, dif- what difficulty can you pick difficulty yeah i'm i just i usually do my first playthroughs on games like this just in normal smash it through so i can get that full core experience then go back and maybe gotcha. play hard yeah, uh, but even on normal like just like with survival horror games of, of the 90s and what have you you know ammo scarce enemies will fuck you up all the time you're constantly on the toe like you're always running uh it feels like because you're you're trying to conserve your ammo you might be short on green herbs or first aid spray it's it's great it's so good and inventory management as much of a pain of, of an ass if it can be it is still so fun to try and juggle your limited slots with things you might need to carry around so mm-hmm. god it's good no, it's good. I just was curious, if, especially if it was going toe-for-toe exactly how the previous game went, whether that takes from the experience or doesn't make it as, you know... It feels it still feels as rewarding for me. Like, I've, I've played through RE2, I reckon I've probably finished it 10 times or so over the years. Um, wow. It, it's been out, what was it, 20 years ago? It came out in 98, so... Um, yeah, it, it still feels fresh to me, even though I, I know some things that'll happen in the story or, or enemies they've just they've just changed things around slightly to make it feel like it's still new mm. Mm. yeah but the, okay cool the atmosphere I'm glad it, my heart. yeah i'm glad it lived up to the hype for you because that would have been really sad to see if it actually flopped mm. so yeah I'm, I'm keen to hear like your um full spoiler review Mm. from you of it and just hear more after the embargo gets lifted i uh i hate playing horror games um but just hearing you talk about it makes me want to um, c- consider this. That it makes me want to consider this. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Not even do it, just consider it. I yeah, I don't know. I, I just remember playing RE7. I know there's sort of a different kettle of fish. Like RE7 was uh, RE7 shaved some years off my life for yeah, sure. Yeah, especially because you were strapped into the VR. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you were you were in you know backwater bayou, you know, Southern America fighting fighting bad people but here you 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 got your peripheral vision still you're not strapped onto a big ps it's still scary as shit don't get me wrong but it's they're they're different styles of game yeah cool all right i'll think about it (laughs) all right while you're thinking about that we'll get a little bit of housekeeping done and dusted so first and foremost as we we mentioned in uh, episode 134 february 14th valentine's day 8-bit day uh get excited a whole heap of announcements and, and new content, things like that, are coming your way in a matter of what is it now? Twenty Weeks. days, twenty days, yeah. something like that. It's it's coming thick and fast. So so get excited. More information will be trickling out over the coming weeks, leading up to February fourteenth. And uh, outside of that, audiotechnica.com.au to grab all the best in audio-based equipment, whether you want gaming headphones, gaming microphones, podcasting microphones, studio microphones, turntables. You name it, they got it. So, moving on. iTunes Review of the Week. And this review headline reads, I'm hungry. And this is by Rosendo3250. I'm hungry for more hungry gamers. Love you three and how you attack video game news and opinions. Unfiltered and honest with some jokes thrown in makes the Hungry Gamers one of the best video game related podcasts around. Chuck them a subscribe. You won't be disappointed exclamation point rosendo 3250 we love you for your honesty we agree wholeheartedly with what you're saying chuck us a subscription chuck us a review chuck us a rating cheeky five stars if you don't mind thank you very much on the itunes or your podcast hosting platform of choice 
But Rosendo3250 coming in with those spicy hot takes to lead us off with our first review of Season 4 of The Hunger Gamers. What do you guys reckon? That was such a nice pearl to end the year on, though. Gotta be honest. That's true. That's true. So, mm. yeah. So, yeah, that that review did come to us um, late December of 2018, but uh, we didn't roll one in last episode, so we thought we'd, we'd uh, hit episode 135 here on the right track with Rosendo3250. Which makes Rosendo3250 the winner for 2019 already. Brendan, tell him what he's won. She's won. Rosendo3250, <laughs> you have won. This fancy pen that I'm holding in my hands actually got my name and old work mobile phone number engraved on the pen. The uh, clicker on the back, the nub actually doubles as a stylus. So you can be writing on pen and paper and writing on your tablet or touchscreen laptop nearly at the same time. Well done. So just write back, give us your address and Brendan will fire that off. I, I really that'll, will if that'll you do happen. Yeah, I really fucking, will. Yeah. But don't bother calling that number because I no longer work for that company. So you'll probably get some rando trying to sell you something that you don't need. So, uh, yeah, but this pen is great. I can vouch for that pen. Mm-hmm. Looks like a cool pen. <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. The stylus is actually quite handy. It really is, in all honesty. But, uh, yeah, thank you for that review. Uh, as we say just about every episode, these reviews keep those emotional lights on in our hearts. So be sure to chuck us a rate, review, and subscription on your podcast platform of choosing more there give another review and a subscription to the other members of the hashtag epic collective or the other podcast you listen to because it means an awful bloody lot on to the news this week's news headlines so the first bit of news ea cancelled star wars game to rush another star wars game And this news headline comes by way of Cody Gravel at Screen Rant. The long saga of EA's Star Wars license continued earlier this week when reports emerged that indicated the publisher had cancelled its upcoming Star Wars game. Now, further updates from those familiar with the project have suggested that EA made the decision to scrap the open-world Star Wars game in favour of a newer, smaller-scale Star Wars title instead. So I ask you, fellow hungry co-host, what the hell is happening with EA and the Star Wars video game franchise. Yeah. Um, it's it's pretty crazy, isn't it? Uh, so this was, you know, Mike, Michael Schreier at Kotaku, this guy's got his finger on the pulse. So he was first to sort of break this. Um, I think he had three people who, the way he described it, they had go, they, I had an understanding of the goings on at EA. So not clear if they worked there or not. Um, pro- probably worked there. Um but basically, they'd said that this had been cancelled. Um, yeah. It's been a pretty rough relationship between EA and uh, and Disney and Star Wars. Mm. Um, they've had Battlefront 1 and 2, which uh, obviously Game of the Years in, in the years that those games came out. Probably not. Um, such a shocking release for Battlefront 2 specifically. Um, and then to have this this really cool Project Orca, this open world um, Star Wars RPG, like the just echoes of like Knights of the Old Republic, mm. um, cancelled to rush another one. That doesn't ah doesn't doesn't sound good, does it? And, and this is on the back they they were working on that bounty hunter based game that could potentially have tied into Boba Fett or maybe his cronies that got canned a couple of years ago as well. Like 
the money that they must be flushing down the toilet from decisions like this would be astronomical. Do you and- think? Yeah. I don't know about that. Like, like they're definitely losing money, but it, it probably works out to be cheaper for them in the long run to just scrap it than to um, ramp up development and try and get things um, to meet deadlines, like trying to get goals met. It's really interesting because this is obviously the the deal that uh, EA and um, Star Wars signed. It's a 10-year deal. So this is only like the fifth rolling into the sixth year now, I think. So we've still got potentially another four years of this rocky EA Star Wars-based uh, union. And it just doesn't bode well. It really doesn't bode well for, for Star Wars games in general. Like, as you said, Dream, the, the KOTOR games and stuff like that, they were they were revolutionary um, and perfect for Star Wars fans and even just fans of RPG-based sort of mm. titles. But yeah. since then, it's just a slippery, slippery slope um, and they keep on sliding down. To be fair, they are trying to make games on such a very, very risky franchise that um, has very outspoken fan bases. And then not only that, you're then combining video games with a very other outspoken fan base so you kind of put those two together and then you know you're playing with fire um in regards to how the hell do you not know how to make a good star wars game Mm. or how to like at least streamline because like i gotta be honest i didn't play any of those uh battlefront games or they didn't appeal to me that what the style didn't appeal to me so i didn't bother playing them uh give me galactic battlegrounds please i would like that back um (laughs) But um, I just don't understand how hard it is to um, flesh out a, a good Star Wars game. You've got such an extensive universe with massive, like, different characters and different races and stuff like that. It's like, give us, like, Destiny's Star Wars, you know, mm. like, give yeah. us something like that. That would be great. Mm. Um, yeah. I just don't understand why it's so difficult. I don't know if Disney's intervening with all their choices or EA just shit. Well, it's, yeah, that's a that's a really good point. Um, and to also sort of be fair, um, EA have said that they'll do their best to reuse the assets that have been developed for this RPG. And I would like to, I mean, if they want to do something entirely different with like from any anything that's been made before in the Star Wars universe, then like fuck, power to them, go for it. But you're right, the bl- the blueprints are kind of already there. They've had a lot of really great Star Wars games over the years, including the original Battlefront series, which I mm. think is by far one of the best games uh, on the old Xbox, is Star Wars Battlefront and Battlefront 2. They were fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but Knights of the Old Republic 1 and 2 were great. The Force um, Awakened games were even good? Oh, Force Unleashed. Unleashed. I was trying to think. Force yeah, Unleashed I'm like, Someone did okay. Je- Jedi Academy was cool. <laughs> Yeah, um, they've they've done well in the past when it was when it was primarily LucasArts or Bioware. Um, I'm not sure. Phantom what... Menace on PC was great. I love I'm that game. Yeah, it. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, thank game. you. I love that, that was game. really fun. I vaguely recall you can't jump in that game. Uh, no, you can. You, you can, sh- but you can? not great. Yeah, I, I think the jumping mechanic was really like it was dodgy, all, like all over the place. Yeah, because yeah. you're playing on PC too, so mouse mm. keyboard. Yeah. How crazy is they even made a pod racing game for the N64? Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. I've forgot that. Yeah. But um, I don't know. It's it's a pretty big hill they've got to climb. They've got another four to five years left 
uh, with with this uh, deal between EA and, and Disney and Star Wars. So mm. we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll see if this newer, smaller scale Star Wars title that they are now working on um, sees the light think? of day. What do you think it is? Do you reckon it's a mobile game? Oh my God. It wouldn't surprise me. It would not oh. surprise me. A mobile, like it'll be a CCG or some bullshit like that. You wait. It'll be, a, it'll be another fucking card game. <laughs> <laughs> I'll sign up. Brendan and I are like <laughs> signing right up for it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if it's good, if it's good, I'm I'm open to it. I'm open to it. Yeah, but it's it's tough. Like, I think Ali, you 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 knocked it out of the park when like it, it is a very very sort of sensitive fan base in gaming in general, and then you combine that with a very sensitive and passionate fan base with Star Wars, and it's it's hard to to get everyone in that melting pot to be happy and satisfied, but just just release a game stop stop canning these games i'm I'm, i feel for the the potential people that are working on these games hopefully they're not sort of now on their ass uh, because that's something that we haven't really heard about if like with the cancellation of this game where are they 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 have said that um well i read that at the time of article being written no one had been um made redundant uh, or, or canned as a result of the game being cancelled so hopefully okay. those resources being redeployed elsewhere but you know th- these things happen over you know over weeks not days so um, wait and see I guess yeah yeah Yeah. hopefully those resources are focusing on Titanfall 3 right now oh yeah bring 3. it back yeah I yeah, hope we will but I don't know if we will because Titanfall 2 it got released in just a cluster of big games and it just never met sales expectations. But the game's great. It's I so yeah. love Titanfall. Titanfall, great. yeah, it's such a great game. And I was trying to think, why did Titanfall 2 do badly? But now you reminded me, it was just at the worst possible time to be released. Yeah, it was yeah. like that. It was like that COD window towards the end of the year, like yeah. October, November. It was in between it went COD, Titanfall, Battlefield, like all in the space of, I think, yeah. 10 to 14 days or something. And it just got lost in the shuffle. Mm. That sucks. Mm. Me too. Another game that uh, got a little bit of a showcase this week, Mortal Kombat 11 with the uh, red carpet unveiling, a uh, little bit more behind the scenes stuff. Uh, a couple a couple of sort of bullet points that I've put together. Ronda Rousey is quote unquote playing slash voicing Sonya Blade. The fuck? Mm. Yeah. She's cool. everywhere. She's everywhere. She's... Obviously, the, the WWE Raw Women's Champion these days. She's now Sonya Blade in the video game. Maybe she's going to become Sonya Blade in the next, no doubt, live adaptation of Mortal Kombat. Is that a thing? So- She'd have to be an old Sonya Blade. <laughs> she's not that old. She's only early, early 30s. Yeah, she's fine. I think but Sonya she's- Blade was, like, young. That'll make her work. She- That'll make her work. If, if you had the decision between getting, like, a... Um, like like for like version of Sonya Blade, perfect, or getting Ronda Rousey attached to your your film project. I think they'd go well, for Ronda Rousey. Well, obviously, what they're gonna go for, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. It's a bit funny. That she's just, she's just the voice. It would have been cool if she was also the likeness. Her yeah. likeness was used as Sonya's. I know that's muddying it a bit, but I, like, how much does it matter that you're voice acting in a fighting game? Yeah, I thought that too. I thought that too. I haven't. But- yeah. I haven't played. I didn't play MK10, so I don't know what the story mode's like. It could be like pretty in depth. You never know. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I just don't think there's a lot to say. There's a lot of grunting, a lot of grunting and moaning as you take hits. That's really yeah. it. I'll, I'll say one thing. Um, 
the, taken, the, from, <laughs> taken from Rousey's loss against Nunes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I submit, I submit. Couldn't help myself. All right. Yeah, so um, one thing that this sort of showcase and the subsequent B-roll and the trailers and the uh, sort of behind-the-scenes footage that they've sort of shown from this event is the gore factor has been turned up to about 25 on the scale. Um, How does that even work? My <laughs> goodness. Uh, there is there is blood and bone breaks and impalements and eyes getting punched through the back of people's heads and faces literally getting ripped off skulls. Um, oh, I just want to say thank you to every single person that um, took the reference of the face being taken off and then sending me Nicolas Cage memes. I really appreciate mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Face Off is an underrated classic. Damn right. Yeah. So ridiculous, the concept. But yeah, still two, two of the forces in uh, Nicolas Cage <laughs> and uh, Johnny Travolta. Oh, such a good prime. Um, I've, so a new character got named. Yes. But I'm seeing who he's a relation to. And now I realize I'm completely out of touch with characters in Mortal Kombat. When did the uh, characters, like, essentially double <laughs> i guess the last time i played mortal kombat was probably on the mega drive so <laughs> it's been a lot of a lot of Mortal combat since then yeah yeah at, at this stage the, the the players confirmed in mk11 as of today there's there's raiden returning scorpion sub-zero baraka sonya blade scarlet Shao Kahn, who is a uh, pre-order bonus uh, we see Liu mm. kang in some of the footage as well uh and then yeah, the, the the new big bad in this one, instead of Shao Kahn or Shang Tsung, is uh, Kronika, who is the uh, the main antagonist of uh, Mortal Kombat 11. And they've debuted her sort of right-hand man, main offsider, named Geras. Mm. And um, interesting, interesting play style. He can sort of manipulate time and sand. Yeah, but he does some pretty cool shit. And, uh, he looks like Doomfist. Yeah, I can, I can see that. Bit of Doomfist vibe to it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he uh, yeah, very very Prince of Persia esque with some of his movements yeah. and um, you know, mm. slowing time. Sense of and, time. <laughs> but uh, he he looked pretty cool. He looked pretty cool. He he's got a similar sort of look and stature as like Jax. Um, it almost yeah. looked like Jax just with sort of elemental abilities. But uh, yeah, it looked it looked bonkers. Uh, some of the combos they were chained together and just the the bone breaks and the the brute the brutal abilities or whatever they're calling them these days. Oh, not for the squeamish, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. I like. It's a it was a franchise known for its you know, um, gore f- factor. And it's like how does Mortal Con like Mortal Kombat actually keep on getting you know because that's what they have to do, don't they? To appeal to the masses, they have to just keep on upping the gore because that's what they're known for so how do you make it even more gory oh they they do they do my god um yeah it's it's those those fatalities are getting more and more creative uh as as these um new releases roll out in the mortal kombat franchise so see i'll give give it a go i'll I'll empower some people yeah, I think um, equally as shocking as the gore factor and the brutalities uh, is this collector's edition yes. price. Um, yes. $499 for a collector's edition that comes with a scorpion bust of his head. Yeah, um, and it, it's one-to-one as far as the scale. So it, it's a big, big head of scorpion. But yeah, 499 AUD for the collector's edition with a K because obviously it's Mortal Kombat. 
But yeah, it is it is a heavy outlay um, just to get Scorpion's head on yeah. your shelf. Do you reckon the uh, bus statue is going to be made out of hessian sack? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry for that it's, reference. Yeah. Um, it's a nylon It's a nylon sculpture. Nylon. What's the yeah, status on that? Have people got their sacks yet or? No, like <laughs> you, we're getting them within the next six months. We got an email the other day saying that it'll be delivered to you within the next four to six months. Oh, <laughs> fuck. Painful. What is it like? Did the world run out of Hessian? Is that what it was? No, um, canvas. 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 Sorry, canvas, sorry yeah. the world run out. Of, all right. So anyway, let's keep coming back to that because we need to make sure yeah. that Bethesda. Nylon watch. Here. Yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll just do an update every like second or third episode, and I'll just be like, yeah. still don't have it, my sack. Still don't have my bag. <laughs> where's hashtag? Where's Brendan's sack? <laughs> Get that trending. Uh, oh no. Um. Also with the model combat showcase. The, right at the end, apparently Cabal was there. Yeah. Um, a character that I loved playing OG Mortal Kombat days. So um, I'll be happy to bring him out. So um, like I said, I didn't play the last... Oh, I think I did play like a few rounds of the last Mortal Kombat. Maybe with you, Brendan? Oh, yeah. We played it. Do we play it at, like a sh- on a show floor somewhere, maybe? Yeah, I think so. Maybe it was at the IGN event. Mm. Yes. Um, yes. And yeah, it got pummeled. Um, so that was probably the last time that I played that game. But I really think I should probably get into this one because why not? I'm, I'm not a big fighter in, in fighting games or anything like that. But hey, why not? The, the cool, the cool thing with these franchises, what they're doing now as well, is bringing in obscure characters as DLC. Like they've got, there's the Predators made an appearance, Xenomorph, Freddy Krueger, Michael Myers... All these people are coming in. I don't know. Obviously, they don't tie into the direct storyline, but it's pretty cool to to be able to be, you know, the Xenomorph from the Aliens, Alien universe and, you know, spit acid and rip the shit out of people. Or... Sometimes I think that takes away from the game, though. Yeah. Mortal Kombat's not really known for its story. Like, they try and weave it in, but it's like, how many, how many times does Outworld want to come try and take over Earth? Like, seriously. Yeah. Why yeah. would you want to take over Earth? I mean, it's already an Outworld, really. Ah. especially out near Marylands <laughs> go get that haircut <laughs> <laughs> why am I getting ripped on here um, I wasn't it's fine it's... you know what it's fine and I did get a haircut and I think it you, looks you're great you're looking fresh you're looking thanks. fresh thanks yeah don't panda now don't panda now there are a lot of greys next story <laughs> next story <laughs> okay so this uh, comes to us via way of variety Rockstar Games hits back at real Pinkertons over Red Dead Redemption 2 lawsuit. And this comes via way of Emily Guerra over at Variety. Uh, there's a little bit of reading here to go through, but I'll, I'll jump through it as quick as I can. Then we'll um, unpack this with our very unlegal oriented minds. So uh, <laughs> Rockstar Games and Take-Two Interactive hit back at the real world Pinkertons last week after receiving a cease and desist letter of use of the Pinkerton Agency's name and badge throughout Red Dead Redemption 2. A complaint launched in response to Pinkerton Consultancy and Investigation, the historical agents turned risk management service currently acting as subsidiary to the security firm Securitas AB, maintains that the use of the word Pinkerton is protected under First Amendment principles that protect expressive works. The game, re- the game reference to the historical Pinkerton Detective Agency and its agents is but one of a myriad of ways that Red Dead 2 accurately portrays the historical 19th century American landscape, reads a complaint from the game makers. So, 
this is obviously not the first time that uh, Rockstar and Take-Two have been under fire from lawsuits. Uh, obviously, Lindsay Lohan has uh, tried to sue them in years past over her likeness in, uh, in used in GTA V. And then a few other ones. I've just done some skimming and I've found bizarre Grand Theft Auto-based lawsuits, right? So Cypress Hill's shag uh sued take two they've used his likeness and similarities on the main character who's obviously cj in the san andreas uh gamers sue rockstar for delayed content for grand theft auto online that occurred in 2013 uh mob wife slash reality star uh karen gravano filed a 40 million dollar lawsuit against take two and rockstar claiming that one of the grand theft auto 5 characters stole her life story wow yeah so that is but a handful of things that have been going on with Rockstar and Take Two. Uh, everyone wants a piece of Rockstar's millions, and uh, the picketed agency is obviously not the uh, the last ones to come along and, and try and take a pound of that flesh. What do you guys reckon of all this? Well, it's I mean with Rockstar, especially GTA as well. Like every GTA, there are like subtle nods and references to people, like whether it's fictional or you know, like it's just. It's kind of known in those games that there's usually like references, but I guess it's how drawn out or how like vague the references that you assume that they can get away with it. Mm. Um, but this Pinkerton one was just a funny one because like the, the the basis is that it's historical accuracy. That's why they're allowed to do it. So um, I don't know. Rockstar's just gonna always get sued, aren't they, for one thing or another? Yeah. <laughs> or whatever they do. They yeah. I mean, they make GTA. I think we're muddying this a little bit. The parody stuff that GTA is being sued for in the past is very different to what the Pinkertons are trying to do. I, yes. The Pinkertons, it's just trademark. It's their name. That's um, that's what they're suing for apparently, um, which is crazy because they've been around for 170 years. They've been around for a very long time and they've done a lot of shady shit. Um, I don't know one way or the other what's like legally right, but I do love that the one thing that like that um um rockstar have come back with is that the pinkertons are one of the myriad references that help make gta oh sorry that help make red dead 2 uh, redemption 2 like um historically accurate yeah and every time i get into that game i'm just like rooting tootin' cowboys shooting up towns <laughs> um putting like carriages on train tracks and blowing shit up and doing all sorts of fucking crazy stuff uh, but they're going down this path of like, no, we've strived, we strive for historical accuracy with this game. Um, I just thought that was funny. That was just a bit, a little bit. I, it's a, yeah. it's a funny way to like, kind of, you know, put their foot in the ground. But, like, but, but it but. is true. It is true. And the Pinkertons get referenced in a lot of, um, uh, like a lot of TV shows and movies. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. set in the Wild West because they've been there forever. Not only have they been there forever, they're typically portrayed as the bad guys because they did do a lot of bad and shady shit. Mm-hmm. Um, as evidenced by Deadwood. Those Pinkertons, <laughs> they are no good SOBs. They got the show cancelled, those bastards. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Fucking Pinkertons. It's coming back. It's coming back. I'm so excited for that. It's, uh, yeah, it's, I don't know how they're going to fit it into a movie, though. Is it? It's just the movie or is it a TV series? Just the movie. You're nodding your head and drinking water. Okay. Yeah. Um, you do this really funny thing when you drink water, Brendan. You, uh, you're like a Coke ad. The head tilts to the side and you drink it like that. Because I'm, I'm trying to be not directly at the microphone. 
in case you uh, like slurp Give the audience stuff. what they want. They want that little ASMR action in there. Professional. <laughs> very professional. Um, yeah, so I don't know. It'll be interesting to see if the Pinkerton's get any money out of this. But mm. yeah, I didn't realize GTA had been sued so much. Or Rockstar had been sued so much. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's crazy. A, it's a long fabled it's, lawsuit laden history. It's what happens sure. when you make a lot of money. And continue to make oh. a lot of money. Yeah. And put out a bit of risky content. Like, yeah, that's when you're always trying to push the envelope a little bit. Like, of course, people are going to direct whatever they can at you because they feel like they can get away with it, I guess. Mm. Yeah. So, side note, like, sort of roughly connecting threads here, but, um, you know, Lindsay Lohan's got a new reality show on, <laughs> uh, on Foxtel, right? And. Obviously, her fabled history, she has been in and out of rehab for drugs and alcohol. And this new show is about her trying to open up a bar in, like, Europe somewhere. And she's, like, a bar owner in a place full of drugs and alcohol and partying and shenanigans. And um, it's, like, the, obviously, the producers greenlit this knowing that there's a, there's a fair chance she's probably going to burn out and go down Relax. in flames here. Um, but, my God, it's, yeah, I don't know, it's just a head-shaking moment for me. Lizzie Lohan sucks. Okay, that was funny because I thought you were actually going to connect like GTA and Red Dead or something like that or Lindsay Lohan, but you were just um, talking about a new show. Purely yeah. Lindsay Lohan news. Purely Lilo. Yeah, yeah. Purely, purely I Lilo. I mean, she's being smart. Opening a bar restaurant, she cuts her costs then. She won't have to like pay for a Coke. <laughs> just post-mix, just open mouth over the post-mix fountain. Just... It's not it's not the Coke that I think I was oh, talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> nice one, Dad. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right. So that rounds out the news for this week. Um, yeah, good luck to Lindsay Lohan and her future endeavors at the uh, the bar. The show is on E, I think, here in, in Australia. Couldn't tell you where it is broadcast globally, but I'm sure it's going to be a dumpster fire. But anyway, we are bringing back the game that stops a nation. Who am I? All right, so in Who Am I, I am going to be reading a series of factoids about a character from a video game. Could be current, could be past gen. They just need to exist in the gaming landscape. Dream, no cheating, mate. No cheating. Hands off the keyboard. We're sick of your shit. We want a nice, clean fight here. So you two, touch metaphorical gloves and we'll get this thing underway. It's the character's name, not the game. It's the character's name, not the game. Yes. It's the character's name, yeah. not the game. Just to recap, just to recap, <laughs> I've won both times. And I've won in glorious fashion both times because I am cleverer than my opponent, my enemy. <laughs> Slicker, you might I mean, say. Can't really dispute that. My hands are where you can see them. All right, Brendan. Okay. The first fact. I was originally created created by Noburu Sugimura. Oh no, it's gonna be some Japanese shit that Sam will know. Is it? Um, no, it's not. Hold on, go on. Next one. I was originally known as Elsa Walker. Oh, uh, what? All right. Originally known as Elsa Walker, so that doesn't mean they are known as that anymore. But that was their initial initial name. Made my first video game appearance. In 1998. Oh, this is... There's probably someone who knows this already. Fuck, what is this? 
Sea Viper has a costume inspired by my iconic look in the fighting game Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3. The look of mental anguish on both our competitors' faces here is magical. I was one of seven nominees for the 1999 Nintendo Power Awards in the category Best New Hero, where I placed third. Uh... 1998, 1999, Best New Hero. Your name was Elsa Walker. So it's got to be a 64 title. Is that my warm? Can I, you didn't say I can't ask questions. You didn't say I can't ask my own questions. You can, but I, didn't, I didn't say I'd answer them. Yeah. Um, fuck. To date, I have appeared in 18 video games. And that can vary from lead role to ancillary character. Did you say the character was initially introduced in 1998 is that what you said yes okay yes fuck i love to ride motorbikes i am often seen in a signature jacket and on said jacket are the words made in heaven (laughs) obviously (laughs) obviously neither ali or i have played this game get to the easy get to the easy clues (laughs) in cinema i have been portrayed by both ali lata and allison court Oh. Who the, who the fuck is this? Oh people? no. I have a brother named Chris. Chris I Walker. Like bikes. <laughs> what the fuck? I am one of the lead characters starring in a soon to be released remake. <laughs> <laughs> My other co-lead character in said remake is named Leon Kennedy. I knew this is a... I don't know her name. Do you know the game, Ali? It's Resident Evil, right? This is a Resident Evil thing? It is a Resident Evil thing. Fuck. Because Leon and like... Because um, Ali, she played it in the movies. Yep. Um, and... Oh. Can I... I, I don't know. I, yeah, I'm just going to bow I've never up. played a Resident Evil. Same. You, and you know this. I've only played Resident Evil 5. Same! <laughs> and 7. And 7. Um, and I couldn't tell you who those people are either. Uh, but I'll tell you Jessica. what. I'll tell you what. Lara Croft. Sarah. <laughs> Just Jessica. I am Claire Redfield. Claire Redfield. There you go. Hi, audience. How are you going? This is uh, Ali and Sam from the Hungry Gamers podcast. We've only played one Resident Evil game, and that would be Resident Evil 5, which is sometimes referred to as the worst Resident Evil game out there. The racist um, one. The racist one. <laughs> thank you for listening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, thanks for listening to the. <laughs> so, I guess you won that, Brendan. <laughs> yes. Uh, the yes. problem is, is the second that he said. Um, her name was like she was she was played by Ali. Ali Lada. Lada or, yeah, I knew Resident Evil, but then I'm like, as soon as you said that, I'm like, if it's Resident Evil, I couldn't tell you a single character's name. So run, run me through those clues again. It's it's because it's not a 64 title, is it? There, there's games that have hit on the 64. Right, so it was on the 64. But the, obviously, she made a debut on PlayStation. Um, with so great great clue there with the Nintendo <clears throat> Hero. New hero acting. Mm-hmm. Real nice, like... Swerve. Swerve, yeah. Yeah. You you sure showed us. You said you wanted something harder. I remember last week, last time we did this, you were like, it's too easy. Start with the hard stuff. So I'm like, all right then. 
No, strap in. No, hold on, hold on, hold on. You went through all the points and we still didn't get it. Hold on. You went through the easy clues first and then proceeded to go to the harder ones straight away. (laughs) Like, that was your curve. You read them all out. I was just saying you should do the hard clues first. This time you did good, I think. They were like more obscure and then they kind of got more specific. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to work this out. Maybe maybe just keep it in the realm of titty games and Tekken and we'll figure it out. But outside of that Yeah, that sounds safe. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> What's okay. the game? Do, I'd like to see the who am I for that game where it's just like a bunch of dicks on a screen and you've got genital like jousting genital jousting like yeah like who am I to be the genital <laughs> and, and, am I the am I the green dick <laughs> <laughs> am I the green dick in the Hawaiian skirt <laughs> you're like, you're no like obscure... you're the blue dick with the pompadour hat yeah <laughs> can't even tell you if that's a character I, I can confirm that the Hawaiian skirt is I do have this game Ali would surprises know. no one yeah. <laughs> that's the that's the who am I I'd like to see like a titty game who am I I'm not gonna like the abuse we're gonna cop for that one. The titty game, who am I? No, the um, Ali and Sam don't know fucking Resident Evil characters. Yeah, yeah but we we can't all play everything, you know. Yeah. See, if you if you actually describe him being like Nemesis, uh, no, I'm not even gonna forgive it. I, I'm fine. Yeah, like you said, Brendan, you can't play everything, mm. and you can't Google either, apparently. So. <laughs> You know what? I didn't want to say Resident Evil because I didn't know how extensive your knowledge was. And last time when I said Uncharted, I gave you the answer. So I was, yeah, I was. I didn't want to say Resident Evil in case you're like, oh, then it's this character. Well, it's what I do. I take credit for, you know, you do 90% of the lifting and I just get that little bit, that 10% and the points. So as it stands, Sam 2, Brendan 1, Ali 0. Mm-hmm. But it's still early days here at season four. Alec yeah. could come roaring back, especially with a couple of dick and titty characters potentially getting <laughs> shuffled into the deck over the coming weeks. Yeah. Thank God. I wonder if I can say that that's my um, knowledge base in like a game show. Jeopardy. Ah, mm. uh-huh, yes. I'll take yeah. dicks dick for 500. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I'll take dick for 500. That's a new t-shirt, guys. Check for it at the We Are 8 Bits store. <laughs> What's the series? Senran Kagura? Yeah. Uh, Senran Kagura, yeah. yeah. You're a specialist. You're a Senran specialist. <laughs> oh, they're actually um, bringing back a remake um, in the next week or so, actually. What? Burst. Senran Kagura Burst, oh. yeah. Is this an anime? Yeah. It's an anime about like a female assassin school. And then there's like rival schools. Is it a hentai? No, uh, there would be some offshoots of it. That's. I mean, sure. I'm sure there is some, but no, because it's, it's yeah, it's pretty like suggestive. The one clip I've seen where they're how pulling... dare you say that standard anime is suggestive? That is so wrong. <laughs> how dare you? Sorry, sorry. All right, all right. Is there anything you two lovely people want to say before we start closing off episode 135? Yeah, Hong Kong Massacre comes out on the 23rd. Some people might remember seeing that trailer, I think maybe on E3. It's kind of like uh, like Hotline Miami. Oh, Very, um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like point down shooter kind of thing. So. Mm. so I thought some people might have forgotten about it, just so letting you know on Steam, mm. 23rd. Yeah. Um, I may not know RE2, RE World characters, but RE2 Remake does come out this week. Brendan, got your back. Mm. Um, yeah, thanks, mate. As does MTG Arena's new expansion Ravnica Allegiance and Glass came out last week and I'm going to go check it out today and I'm very excited 
Mm. I'm looking forward to getting your feedback because I've heard mixed reviews. Look, I'll be upfront. I didn't like Unbreakable. I didn't like uh, Split. So I don't know why. You didn't like Unbreakable. I didn't. I didn't hate it. I just. Um. I don't think I appreciated it as much as other people have. And true. I certainly like. You watch that, and it's not a film that you expect's going to lead into an expanded universe. And somehow it has. And now we have glass. So you know what? Fair point. I accept that. Yep. Anyway, so I'm just going more for the experience of seeing an M Night Shyamalan expanded universe fully realized. Um, with a twist. Yeah. You know what expanded universe I hope we don't see realized is the Clive Palmer video game review available on youtube.com forward slash we are 8-bit by our boy Sammy Deej. Anyone that uh, has been curious about Clive Palmer's video game that released the past week, obviously the man that wants to, in quotes, make Australia great again, the man that also wants to create Jurassic Park here in Australia, still yet to see that happen. If you do, you'll get my vote, but until then, fuck you. <laughs> youtube.com forward slash we are 8-bit and check out Sammy Deej's review on the Clive Palmer video game. It is ridiculous. It is terrible, but it's a video worth watching. Um, but yeah, until until next week with episode 136 of the Hungry Gamers podcast, we are going to be getting played out today by the Game Sushi podcast, a monthly show where Nobuyoshi and Chris discuss and review anything and everything in the space of the gaming industry it also includes a slice of board game content as well. Be sure to like their Facebook page as they are often regularly streaming their podcast recording live on said Facebook page. So closing us out, the Game Sushi Podcast. But until next week, 8-Bit Nation, much love. Stay hungry. Hi everyone out there in the 8-Bit Nation. I am Naboo and this is Chris. And we are Game Sushi Podcast. We are a podcast all about gaming, whether it's discussing the latest video or board games, talking about what crazy gaming adventures we've been up to, or the latest scandals and gossips that have been headlining the news. If you like games and enjoy listening to dudes talk shit about games, then we are the podcast for you. You can find us on iTunes, Podomatic, Stitcher, or anywhere you find your good podcasts, and even on Facebook, where we normally live stream our episode recordings. Just search for Game Sushi Podcast and come join the fun. Listening to The Hungry Gamers, one of many gaming and geek culture related podcasts from the 8 Bit Collective over on 8bit.net. Check out more episodes on your podcast service of choice. And while you're there, please be sure to rate and subscribe. Until next time, boys and girls, stay hungry.